This is Banks and Commentary. I'm your host, Candace Banks, and welcome back to Where the Money Reside, Where the Money Reside. Today, we're actually going to be talking to my friend, Miss Brandy Smith. Now, Brandy has an inspiring story where she talks about how she dropped out of pharmacy school, learned how to code, became a developer, and a scrum master, and is now learning how to trade with Forex. She has such an inspiring story that I want you all to listen all the way through to hear. She talks about how partnering with God and doing the work really proved to have benefits in her life. This is a great one, so let's go ahead and get into the episode. For me, I'm a brain tumor survivor. They told me I wouldn't live. I'm still living, I'm still beating. Like, there's so many things that the world tries to portray is not possible. I'm a firm believer to it. If you partner with God and you're willing to do the work, he will meet you. So, hey, Brandy, what's up? How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I am doing well on this nice afternoon, or I guess it's still afternoon, yeah. Yeah, I know. a little bit. <laughs> back, in the, back in that noon time. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. How has your week been? It's been pretty good. I think, like, um, like I was having, I was having a little bit of, you know, like, of health struggles, but I'm, I'm on the up and up, and I'm like feeling myself. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm so excited. No, on top of the world. Yeah. Um, so, thank you for being on the show today. We're gonna talk a little bit about your journey, kind of, you know, where your personal finance journey was, began, and financial literacy, all the way into some of the like it endeavors I guess the word would be that you're doing now and they're really cool very interesting so definitely want to get into those uh so let's start with the first question right so uh can you tell us like where did your personal finance journey or your your introduction to financial literacy begin um that's a really good question I I would say that like if it, it really started at home um Mm -hmm. my parents like um like like they when they got married they had nothing and like Mm -hmm. as they worked their way up like like um like my mom she worked her way up the the government corporate ladder and then Mm -hmm. my dad the military but now in corporate after retiring it's like Mm -hmm. like like they didn't have an example so like they had a lot of mistakes that they made but now Mm -hmm. being a place to where like like they're you know making six figures in in that quote-unquote dream home but like there's a lot of things that that if they would have known hindsight being 2020 they would do so over the course of the years, they've been saying, you know, like there's this phrase my mom always uses, mm-hmm. which is, Brandy, you can't spend money twice, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, it's like in that sense of like, like, like you always need to be aware of what you're spending because once it's gone, it's gone. You can't go back and say, eh, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of want half of that back. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, like, I think it's really started at home. But then it's one of those things, just like in anything in life, like, like when, when someone tells you something, it's like, you think you get it. And then you mm-hmm. go and do it. It's like, oh yeah, that's what she meant, you know. So it's like, <laughs> it's like that, like trial and error, but not having to do so much trial and error because you had that guidance of of someone, people that you trust, being your parents. So that's kind of where it started, I would say. Nice. And were there any like little steps or like tips or or like practical things that they they gave you like when you were growing up? So did you have like an allowance that you had to budget or anything like that? Um, so yeah, like I definitely got, um, I definitely got a little bit of an allowance, but from that perspective, no, I think it was just more of like watching, asking mm-hmm. questions and my parents, um, like, like throughout my childhood, we always had people like staying with us from, from down South. We live, you know, in that, that DC area where people are trying to like come up here and, and kind of start over, but it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. 
that like they needed that jump start, that help that my parents didn't get. Mm-hmm. So like as people would come to live with us, like our family or close friends, like I would ask, well, like, why are they staying here? My mom was like, you know, when you come work here and you get these jobs, these apartments are so expensive. So like mm-hmm. about saving and teaching me yeah. about how, like why it was a reward for, for us to eat out on Friday and Saturdays because we ate at home during the week to save money. Like just mm-hmm. like those little gems that were dropped. So mm-hmm. like, so now even in my personal life, you know, I try to eat in during the week and then as a reward to myself, I'll eat out on Fridays. So like, just mm-hmm. like those things that I didn't realize I was picking up just like from my parents. Gotcha. That's good. And then, so when you talked about kind of your relationship with money, it seems as though like you're, you are a saver, you're very like diligent about those things, but you said, um, uh, at one point, like, oh yeah, this is what she meant. Did you have an experience where you're like, mm, I can oh, pinpoint yeah. this? So yes, like I tell this story to like some of my friends all the time. So like my mom and dad both always talking about how like all oh, like don't forget where you came from, but also like always reminding me. And also I think they, when they say it, they're reminding themselves that ultimately mm-hmm. like we aren't the source. It's ultimately God is the source, mm-hmm. and that kind of like keeps you in that that humble place. But the lesson I learned is like, oh, that's what, that's what they mean. It was that in college, right? I didn't realize this at the time, but looking back on that, I understand more now mm-hmm. is that like, it was a really big blessing that every two weeks, my parents would give me like $200, you know, for like anything or whatever. But I was the person to where like, because I saw my parents, you know, always giving and always like paying for people's meals and like blessing them. I was trying to do that, <laughs> Right. But in college, like, you know, once you swipe, 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 and then swipe again, eventually that $200 is gone. And when I actually do need to go grocery shopping, I'm like, hey, mom, can I get 50, mm-hmm. 50 more dollars? Because I don't have any more. She's like, what? Right, You're yeah. In college, you have a meal plan. You have a car that's, that only takes $15 to fill up. What do you mean? Right, right. Like, where's I was like, well, you know, um, like, well, uh, uh, Sally didn't have money. So me and Sally <laughs> went, to, um, uh, went to cookout. Me and Sally, da, da, da. She's like. I'm not paying for Sally, <laughs> no, but, like, but like, but like, I would always see them do it. Like, 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 you know, like, um, um, all throughout my middle and high school and into college mm-hmm. career, I played basketball. So like, like there was a lot of kids on our team who didn't really have the finances. And right. so my parents would mm-hmm. always buy everyone breakfast, everyone lunch, everyone dinner, bought them snacks. So I'm like, Oh, I should be doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm not working. So I don't, I'm not looking at a bank account every day. I don't know when it's gonna hit the climb. I didn't that so, so to answer your question, the, the short version is like, like I learned like what the concept, what that phrase means. If you can't spend money twice, is like, mm. like you, two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. So how are you going right. to spend that? Like you, like you need to kind of plan ahead and have a budget. Yeah. So if you're gonna help someone, you can. But once you hit forty dollars for the week, then you're not mm. helping anymore because you have to eat too. So that type of thing. Gotcha. That's good. That's so good. And all of my money went to Chick-fil-A and it was me and myself, not, <laughs> not anybody else. <laughs> I get it. Like, like but you would think, you know, I was buying clothes. I was like, no, like, I was just like, I mean, like, like, I mean, mom, the, at least four teammates were hungry. I could go to Chick-fil-A and eat in front of them. She goes, right. Yes, you could. <laughs> Or she's like, or she'll be like, that's, that's, that's really good, Brandy, but do that once a week, not the whole week, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. having the balance of like, of, of not being too far to the right of spending all your money or not too far to the left and being so selfish that you, you know, start getting like, you know, just focused on self. So just that balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Sure. <laughs> 
And I actually, I was going to ask you about that, uh, that balance. So I'm glad that you, you actually talked about, you know, it's, you want to give and and we are supposed to give as Christians, right? That that we're supposed to give, uh, but understanding the balance of like, not, you know, putting yourself, you know, all the way to the left, but also making sure that we are, we're not right stingy you know we like, don't have a closed hand like ultimately like you know if, if you need groceries then budget for your groceries like don't spend your grocery money on someone else's <laughs> way you know you gotta get you know use wisdom there so yeah you know. for for sure so tell us a little bit about college so you uh went to college on a bass you played basketball right so so yeah so um so for my first two years i went to um i went to a&t aggie pride you know hey um, and so from there, um, I played basketball. Then I got sick. And so I made a decision that mm-hmm. ultimately, um, like, my goal was to go to pharmacy school. I was a chemistry major. And as I heard that more athletes were not able to balance their, their like, science courses, they were changing to, the like, easier majors. Like, I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to mm-hmm. play anymore. I think I'd rather just, um, like, mm-hmm. like, focus on school and actually, like, have a life, you know, playing, like, being a D1 athlete, it, that's your job. So I like mm-hmm. made that health decision from there. Um, and then um, after my first two years of, of being a chemistry manager at A&T, I transferred to VCU. It was in-state and because I, I wasn't uh, playing basketball full-time anymore. Um, it was cheaper, you know, and also also um, VCU like, had very good, uh, or currently has very good uh, pharmacy program. Mm-hmm. So it was a good transition in-state. Um, and so for me, like, like initially my goal was to be a pharmacist, yeah. you know, like, like that's a great career financially, but I also loved chemistry, like medications and like, like being sick over the course, mm-hmm. understanding like, what they do. I was like, I'd be pretty good at it. Right. And like, like I'm very good at math. And the stigma mm-hmm. is that pharmacists, you know, need to be good at chemistry and math. Mm-hmm. Come to find out I got into pharmacy school, not at VCU. I actually went to um, um, Marshall University in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And all biology, my worst subject. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 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 because most people know that like with biology, it's like, just, it's typically you have to be able to memorize stuff, right. just memorize and dump. Right. I'm not a memorizer. Like with chemistry and math, I can figure my way out on paper. Mm-hmm. But most people love bio. I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. So I hate a pharmacy school. <laughs> um, so yeah. So, so from there I, um, I got to the place where I was like, God, this is not for me. I don't know what it is, but this isn't it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so then I ended up um, I, after the first year, I, um, I I tore my Achilles, which forced me to have that downtime mm-hmm. to really have nothing else to do but study and look up careers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, God, like you know, like what career can I change to with what I already have? Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so I started like like looking up things on YouTube, and that's when I saw things like um, like uh, self taught like web developers. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what, God. This may sound crazy, but I saw this guy. Uh-huh. I saw this girl. <laughs> you know, you know, and um, you know, and they told me that that they were able to learn how to code in three months. The summer is four months. Right. We can do this. Yes. So, so I left pharmacy school in May, uh-huh. and from May to what is that? May, June, July, August. Yeah, like that time frame. Mm-hmm. I learned how to code, and I just took a shot and started applying for jobs. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, into being a being a, a, a developer. Wow, wow. Okay, that was a lot. <laughs> we got sorry, no no need to be sorry. <laughs> that's that's like so good, but it's it's a lot because it's just packed with a lot of like knowledge and and like 
you know, tips and tricks and things like that. So I want to go back a little bit. You said, sure. you, you said when you got into pharmacy school, you re- realized it was a lot of biology and you're like, oh I hate biology. So you did something <laughs> different. So a couple of things, when did you kind of decide like, Hey, this is not what I want to do. Like how far into pharmacy school were you? The first semester I knew it, mm. but everyone hated it because it was just so stressful. So I was like, well, maybe this is part of, it's normal, mm-hmm. you know? And like med school, med students, vet students, dental students, you hear everyone complain about how terrible it is, yeah. right? But ultimately, like, like, like um, one thing that my parents or people around me, basketball, like this told me that was that like ultimately like, like branding, nothing worth having comes easy. Right. Yeah. So I was trying to like, kind of like, kind of discern and navigate through which area was I in? Mm-hmm. Like, like, was I being lazy? Mm-hmm. Was I just not liking it? But the more I do it, the more I love it, the more I find the passion in it. Or am I just going for the money and there's money in other industries like IT with less debt? Yes. Like, you know, where was I at? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's kind of where I went from that. Yeah. And so you stopped after the first semester or the first year? I stopped after the first year. Gotcha. So after the first semester, like, you know, like Thanksgiving, Christmas break, mm-hmm. you got that like two weeks. And I was like, I hate this. But guess what? I already took out my loans. I already have a, <laughs> I'm already in a, um, a lease for an apartment. I'm going back, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And then two weeks into the semester, I'm playing basketball, trying to stay in shape, trying to like, you know, bond with my classmates. And I tore my Achilles. Oh, wow. And so for the whole spring semester, my mom had, had um, moved with me to West Virginia to help take care of me. Right. So all I was doing was I was I was right on a scooter <laughs> and with is going to class to come back home. Right. So I had a lot of time to think, a lot of time to soak in how much I hated this. Right. And then I had more time because I, you know, you're not playing with your class, you're not studying with your classmates, you're studying at home because you can't go anywhere. Right. So you, so I'm able to research, and that's when my mind started spinning, and I started praying. I'm like, God, this can't be like, right. no. Right. And that. That, that, that's kind of how that journey started. Wow. Shout out to mom, first of all, because moms, moms are the best. Mom was there for the whole semester yes. without, with, with zero complaints. Honestly, it was, wow. it was amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then also, like you're saying, you didn't just, you've, you've figured out that you didn't like something and you started praying and you started creating like at least researching a plan for yourself. Like, okay, what can the next step be? And I think that works for anyone out there. If you're in a position or in a season or what have you that you really do not care for, pray about mm-hmm. it and then go do the work to figure out what, what is kind of next. Yeah. Like, like, I think that, I think for me, as I was like, I was like, I wasn't the place of, Oh, why me? I'm so miserable. I was like, okay. I know that there's a purpose and a plan for me. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And until I was like, like starting to research, like, like when I tell you the internet is your friend, social <laughs> media, like I was doing hashtag self-taught this, mm-hmm. hashtag self-taught developer. Well, like I was like, okay, I'm just going to do all this research until I find something that I'm like, ooh, yeah, I think I can do that. Cause, because mind you, I'm in pharmacy school. So I was even looking at things like, like a, um, the anesthesiologist assistant mm. things that I could go into that wouldn't be as strenuous like wouldn't be another four years mm-hmm. I was doing all types of things but like it was the web development part with the shortness of time mm-hmm. with the money because ultimately I, I was in debt right, right. It's just like finding out like what you need and find something that can meet that goal gotcha that's so good I, would, I, would, I would recommend for anyone not just you know in a specific field. yeah that's so good so good so 
What advice would you have for someone who is thinking about pursuing graduate school in general? So it doesn't have to be pharmacy school, maybe med school, vet school, um, any type MBA, any type of professional school. And they're trying to figure out kind of what is the right decision if they should move forward with this um, and kind of figuring out what they like and what they don't like. I would say the biggest thing is ask questions. Mm. Like ask questions and use YouTube type of things like to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Like like there's so many like <laughs> looking back on it, I'm like if I would have watched a couple more YouTube videos of pharmacy school I wouldn't have went. Mm-hmm. But but there's a lot of people you know who watch those videos or like or there's people that are in my current program because because like like if I were to stay in pharmacy school like I would be graduating this this May mm-hmm. and um obviously yeah, this upcoming May but like. Like, so there's people that love graduate schools, people that's not for them. But I would say do your research and ask questions. Like, like there's people on YouTube who are waiting for, waiting for, for students to ask them questions. Right. Like, ask, like, every fear that might come to your mind about graduate school, ask someone who's done it or ask someone who's in it mm. or, you know, like, or make a blog. Ask on social media. Like, ask the question. And that way, like, um, I'm a firm believer in, like, like it's easier to it's easier to like make more like calculated risk and calculated decisions. Mm-hmm. Like when you have that information, right. You're not having a, a fantasy of what it could be. Cause you know, like, like even pharmacy school, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you watch movies and you see, man, pharmacists are doing this and doing that. But like in reality, there's so much, there's, there's so much more to pharmacists than CVS pharmacists. Right. 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 Like, that's just that's just one aspect of community pharmacy. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things. And so mm-hmm. it's good to ask the question to find out what, all as a part of the program that you're looking for. That's good. And that applies to anything, not even just graduate yeah. school. Yeah. So that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, a little, let, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your life as a developer, but it, it was only a short bit. I feel like we can talk about that. Yes. So you, you decided to become a developer because it, the length of time, the amount of money or what have you that you would be making, considering loans, all of that. Um, so how did you learn this skill? What did that process look like? So, um, so as I mentioned, you know, I, I love you too. <laughs> so, so as I was finding these different um, self-taught web developers, I was also looking at like, you know, like, like what, what were they using, you know, like, like to learn, because ultimately I didn't have money. So I, like, there's these like really expensive web developer coding bootcamp that are like $10,000. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. No, I'm taking out more loans. I just took out a pharmacy school loan. Right. right? right. But there's these websites called like team Treehouse, um, um, Udemy and YouTube. And like, it's like $10 a course, mm-hmm. right. Or $12. Like that's more reasonable. It's like, it's like you pay $10 for a course and then you get like 22 hours of training. And there's like reviews on those. It's kind of like a, like an Amazon of, of learning. Mm-hmm. So you can go on and look at, you know, like, like what you think will work for you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I bought like two or three uh, courses on Udemy mm-hmm. and I was working. Um, so I, I took an overnight um, concierge job. Mm-hmm. So, so I was basically working overnight because overnight you're not doing anything, but making sure the building's not on fire and letting <laughs> people work. So like during that time, I was just, I was learning how to code and getting paid to learn how to code. Mm-hmm. So, but I knew that the more hours I picked up, the more I would learn because I, I would have to stay awake. I couldn't get lazy. Right. I couldn't, you know, so like, so like, cause like, I think for anyone that's in this, like on a journey like this or similar, like, like you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know I love sleep. 
So <laughs> I found a job that I could, I could like, I could work on pursuing this new chapter mm-hmm. while not falling into the trap of being like lazy or like falling into that depression of, I just left a pharmacy, a, a doctorate program to work $14 hour job. Right. Like what am I doing in my life? But I didn't have time to think like that. Cause I was just learning, right. making money, you know? So just kind of that, that journey is what I did. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much wow. like how that three, four months went. And I worked about, 60 hours a week. Wow. Because I knew that I could at least get 50 hours of coding in. And I knew that if I did that consistently, mm-hmm. like, because like, like, like anyone that's trying to do the coding journey, like, like you'll know that, or you'll learn that you need to do it every day, mm-hmm. even if it's just 10 minutes, like, or you have to go back every time and figure out what you forgot. Yeah. So it's like a foundational building. So I was picking up more hours because, like I said, I knew I would not be consistent if I didn't have nothing else to do but code. Right. That's good. That's good. And so can you shout out some, you talked about Udemy and some other courses. Can you shout out some YouTubers, if you remember, that helped you throughout the journey? Um, Coding Phase. He's mm-hmm. this Spanish guy from New York. Like, he's super rough around the edges, but he's he's raw, he's relevant. Mm-hmm. Coding Phase. I think yeah, it's Coding Phase. I forgot his name, mm-hmm. but that's his uh, uh, YouTube. And there's a couple of other guys. I can't think of their name. But if you just type in, like, self-taught developers, a bunch from, like, L.A. Wow up and stuff like that but coding phase um dot com um udemy team treehouse mm-hmm. are the things that i definitely used um gotcha to help me get to where i am that's good that's good and so how did you find a job after learning that skill so i know you said like you just sent out applications so how did that process look Listen, let me tell you <laughs> i'm i'm that person that like so so like i said like i i learned stuff from May mm-hmm. to August. August, I was like, all right, it's game time. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna continue to like like you know, still work and study every day, but but I'm gonna submit no less than 10 to 15 job applications a day. Okay. Every time I work, I'm sending in applications. And like I was using Glassdoor indeed. Mm-hmm. And there's um there's another platform I should have looked it up before I got on here. But no I, I don't remember. But but like definitely Glassdoor and Indeed. Um, like our like jobs that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just a sidebar: my mom is a is a um, is an IT project manager, mm-hmm. okay. and so um, and so like I was getting tidbits from her about things that that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and so like like one of the things I was doing was I was looking at the jobs that were available on Glassdoor, mm-hmm. and I was like um, like kind of doing a pros and uh, kind of like an analysis on what have I learned mm-hmm. and what can I bring to the table. Right. Okay. And like I was using those uh, keywords to adjust my resume mm-hmm. and then just um, like, like applying. So I, I wasn't just cold applying, like every application I was, you know, adjusting the words, my resume to make sure mm-hmm. that, um, that um, it would kind of stand out, but I don't believe in putting anything on your resume that you can't speak to. Mm, that's good. That's good. So, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I, I mastered this because obviously I've only been coding for a couple months, but mm-hmm. if I can speak to it and I can prove that, you know, Hey, I I'm focused, I'm dedicated and I'm teachable. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I, That's um, good. I did. That's good. And you said your mom was telling you kind of the tips other than making sure you're tailoring your resume to those job descriptions. Were there any other tips that your mom uh, taught you and went through? There's a, um, like a, like a, um, like a, a job title called a scrum master mm-hmm. and it's basically like a it's basically like a junior project manager you don't take the responsibility 
of the project if it fails or goes well, uh, but you're helping like like these web developers with their everyday journeys and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, and so like she was saying that I should also apply for those roles because a lot of times like they need scrum masters who at least understand how to code Mm -hmm. and therefore I didn't have to master it. So Mm -hmm. I was applying for developer jobs and scrum master jobs because I knew, like she was saying, like it's a field that people don't know about. Right. So that was was what she helped me in. And ultimately I asked like my first job was actually a scrum master over web developers and those developers knew more than me, but I knew the lingo. Yes. And I used that job to be able to ask them questions. So they were teaching me how to code, but this time I was getting paid. Mm. So it's different. That's, so, you know, all you needed was that shortcut, you know, all you needed was that, was that, was that opportunity to get in the door, yeah. to get around the people, to get around the language, get around the community of people. Wow. So you're very savvy in that and, and learning, learning, getting paid to learn both in your overnight concierge job and also in your uh, web or scrum master job as well. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's the key. You're the master finesser over here. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You gotta, you gotta work, you gotta work smart. <laughs> yeah. So my other thing is for someone who, cause like, for instance, I have a nephew who's 18 years old. And, um, one of the things I've been telling him is to learn about this field in it and coding and all of this. Um, can someone do this without going to college? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, which I didn't know this. I didn't know this, you know, when I started, mm-hmm. cause, I, cause I already had um, a chemistry degree, mm-hmm. but um, I don't think like our school system, like even in high school mm-hmm. and college, I don't think they do a good job at at really explaining how broad IT is. So if someone mm-hmm. says I'm an IT, you have to ask more questions. Yeah, because so, there's 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 help desk all the way up to you know like a solutions architect somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like, um, like I have, I have a lot of friends, um, you know, who, who took like a couple of Udemy courses, um, you know, and they're starting out at, at, at like help desk or like these IT specialists, mm-hmm. like, like all these companies need somebody who is trainable or who's teachable. Right. And so, um, and, and typically, as you said, I'm the, I'm kind of the finesse on getting paid to learn. And it's like, yo, I just need a shot mm-hmm. so that then a lot of these, like a, a lot of these um, IT companies and jobs will, will then pay for you to go back to school. Yeah. They want you to learn. They want you to bring that knowledge, um, you know, back to them. Mm-hmm. So then it will help like their business grow and it'll help you teach other people and that they can have that knowledge in house. Right, right. You know, so like, yeah, for, like for anyone out there who um, is curious, like, you know, like, like if they're, if they're not an option, if they don't have a degree, mm-hmm. it's, it, that's not true. Gotcha. Like it, it's for everybody. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. And like, this is such a great field. Like I've met a few people who I want to have more people in IT on the show, because I feel like this is definitely, and like you said, it's so broad, like this is definitely an outlet for people that I feel like a lot, not enough people are tapping into, especially people of color. Um, so I just want to see more of us in these fields as well. Uh, but I had a friend too, who started, you know, at the help desk started at the bottom quote unquote and like is working up to making a multiple six-figure salary so it's like all of this is like super crazy and 
um, he doesn't have a degree, like, and, and, and is able to do this and doesn't have student loans, which is, I'm jealous, but <laughs> that, yeah. I'll you on that student loan part, man. Woo, man. I wish that was me. <laughs> man, um, that's so, that's so good. That's so good. Do you mind explaining a little bit more about what a Scrum Master is and how you were able to learn from the web developers that were on your teams? Sure. So basically, like, like a, a Scrum Master, like, basically helps these different, like, web developer, these web development-like teams, like, stay on track and, like, stay organized. So, like, for instance, like, um, every morning, um, whether it's in the morning, afternoon, or in the uh, second half of the day, like, every day, like, these teams have these, um, have these um, meetings called, like, stand-ups, you know, and, and the Scrum Master is making sure that, like, that, like, each person, each developer or just like a teammate goes around and says, Hey, like, um, um, they answer the questions of, um, what'd you do yesterday? Mm-hmm. What do you plan on doing today? And like, do you, do you have any blockers or any impediments? Mm-hmm. And like, but as those impediments come up, like it's a scrum master's job to make sure that, that, that like, it's not just sitting there as a, as an issue and like, and, and time is being wasted. You know, if that impediment is that a, a team, you know, like a team needs to, have have more meetings or they need to talk to other people like making sure that like you're that bridge point between mm. productivity and roadblocks i guess yeah. you know just like yeah so it's it's that um like a person that helps keep things rolling gotcha. um also your other question was like in that process like how was i able to learn from developers mm-hmm. well like, so like so um as impediments were coming up right mm-hmm. Um, it's easy for a scrum master who's not engaged to say, okay, well, okay. So like, okay, here's your problem. Like, who have you asked, you know, and just make sure that, make sure that I'm checking off a box of if that impediment is solved. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'd be like, Hey, um, like if, if you have time, can you explain to me, like, like can you show me where in the code you had this problem, mm-hmm. you know? And like, and like, so, so in real life, where do you go to fix it? Like what things go through your mind, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be able to like, to problem solve these things. Cause ultimately that's what you have to do. Like most people think when you become a web developer, you learn all these things mm-hmm. and it's just easy, but no, like most of the time, the best web developers don't have all the answers, right. but they know where to go like, to, to find the information. And they also know what they're looking for, an idea right. of what they're looking for when they see it. It's yes, that's it. Gotcha. So I, I learned that just by working with them. Wow. And then asking questions, going back to the first thing that you talked about, um, just asking questions, trying to figure out, you know, how they, you know, got to their solution or, or thinking through their solution at least. Um, that's yeah. good. And then jumping back a little bit, we talked about kind of your decision to go into developing. How did taking this job as a scrum master help your financial journey? Oh man, it was a game changer. <laughs> One of those things where it's like, um, you know, I'm a big advocate for um, money's not everything, but money helps everything. Yes. <laughs> um, you know? And so, so for me, um, like, like after I came back from pharmacy school, um, I decided to stay at home mm-hmm. and just save up money and pay off debt. So this job helped me be able to pay off my credit cards. Um, just a little bit of a background for me. Mm-hmm. Um, as as kind of heart wrenching as it is to say it, like um, when I left pharmacy school and before I got the job, so that because I had to buy work clothes, I had to buy all these things before getting these jobs mm-hmm. or before I started, started to make money, I um I was about twenty five thousand dollars in debt mm-hmm. of credit card debt. Mm-hmm. I um like uh, before I went to pharmacy school that year before I bought a car. I'm a, I bought a Rav Four, mm-hmm. so I was about twenty four thousand dollars in debt on that. Wow. 
so um so so getting my first uh, um it scrum master role mm-hmm. uh, i was able to pay off like what 40 45 ish thousand dollars wow. of debt wow, um that's awesome but also help me be able to like um like do different investment like stock options and mm-hmm. um and forex opportunities because i had the money to at least put a couple hundred aside mm-hmm. for those things right that's good so that's kind of how that helped me with my financial journey for sure. Gotcha. So kind of what were the steps, like practical steps aside from living at home, which I know is super helpful, not paying rent in this area, but um, I don't know if you did pay rent, but I'm just saying paying rent less or whatever. No, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> um, but how, how, what were some steps that you took to get out of debt and pay off $45,000 worth of debt? Um, for me, I was I was really intentional, like because I mentioned my basketball player, so I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, how can I use this competing mindset so that I can c- compete to get out of debt? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like I'm not competing against anyone else. I'm not in comparison. Like like I'm trying to get what's it gonna take for me to to get and stay motivated to get to financial freedom. Mm-hmm. So um so like so like I had this poster board and I put that ugly forty five thousand dollars on the top. Wow. I could have added my student loans, but I didn't. I just added that like those first things. And I use the, the Dave Ramsey um, method of like, um, of like snowballing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, every day I would um, make sure that I check my bank account. I, I was very intentional about making it a habit to look at my debt mm-hmm. and, and look at my accounts. And I would like, kind of like, you know, ration my money out. Um, I'm a big advocate for like not putting 100% towards debt, you know, so you can at least be able to enjoy your money, but, but just be intentional about making a budget. Mm-hmm. For me, like I have like, you know, like maybe a hundred, two hundred dollars a paycheck of just for me, whatever I want to do with it. But once that's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, if my mom can't spend money twice. Right, right. <laughs> and so yeah, so like so I would just be like throwing money at my uh smaller credit card and then my bigger credit card and then to my car note. So I would pay, be paying like a payment and a half or two payments and a half mm-hmm. until I could just get there. Um but of, of course the first thing I did was um was I made sure I had an emergency account. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing a thousand, I did two thousand dollars. And once I got to that, that's where I started doing the the, the you know two payments and a half, payment and a half of these mm-hmm. of these um, debts, and until I paid them off. That's good. And then for people who are maybe not familiar uh, with the Dave Ramsey snowballing method, do you mind just explaining that a little bit further? Sure. So, like, essentially, um, when it comes to the the, the Dave Ramsey uh, snowball method, it's basically like like taking all your debts, kind of like writing them down or just stacking them up. Um, from smallest to the, the small, the smallest amount of debt to the largest, mm-hmm. and you start from the smallest amount of like like trying to pay that smallest amount off first, and then the next one, and then the next one, and so you can kind of like snowball your way of paying off that debt. Mm-hmm. That's, That's kind of what I did. That's good. Thank you for that. Wow, that that competitive mindset, and also just being aware kind of of the amount of debt that you have how much you're spending how much you're putting toward that debt is definitely necessary you said that you looked at your debt every day do i have that correct yeah i look at my like 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 my debt and my my bank account it's like okay i got paid today well actually for me the the wednesday or the thursday b- before i get paid mm-hmm. I would start to say, okay, this is where this is, this is where this is gonna go. If I pay, you know, like like a payment and a half mm-hmm. or two payments and a half, this is this is how, like this is um how this debt will go down. Mm-hmm. And because I'm competitive, seeing that number go down and wanting it to, to go down will then help me not feel like I'm being like 
punished mm-hmm. by saying no to things that I can pay off my debt, but, but I'm seeing it as an investment in myself. Right. I'm seeing it as, yo, this sacrifice over here is going to help me meet this goal over here. Like, I'm going to do this by this date. You know, mm-hmm. I got this ugly 45,000 on the top and I got this nice date and it's approaching faster than I, you know, faster than I can breathe. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, like what sacrifice are you going to make? Wow. So that's kind of how I kind of had that little, you know, that little competitive game going on in my mind. Nice. That's so good. That's so good. Make it, make it a game. If you're, if you're competitive, I'm competitive competitive as well make it a game make it fun for yourself and to see that number go down is like the best feeling in the world um better than my splurge of going to chick-fil-a <laughs> and- Listen, i thought chick-fil-a but i was excited on that friday that was, that was my reward yes yes i was looking god I had these sandwiches, had these meal prep meals. Uh-huh. I don't want that. I want something fat. Yes, yes. That's so good. That's so good. And then going back to kind of the developer and all of that, um, what would advice do you have for someone who is wanting to get into this field who might be in debt and is like, hey, this is looking like a way that I could, you know, do something that I enjoy, but also um, have the extra income to be able to pay off a significant amount of debt? That's a good question. And like, it's, it's a question that I wish I, I had someone to answer for me when I was going through this journey, mm-hmm. because um, I'm, again, I'm going to say YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's a lot of things on YouTube. There's, there's Udemy courses that are very cheap. Right. Um, but um well, it's, it's COVID, but so I, I believe it's actually easier because they're all virtual, but, but there's something called, there's a, there's a, a big, pretty big thing in the DMV, DMV area, but all over called meetups. Mm-hmm. And there's different meetups that meet different places all over the country. Mm-hmm. And there's based off the coding language you want to uh, focus on or based off of like the field, whether it's security and IT, mm-hmm. whether it's um, like web development, whether it's um, project management, like, like there's a meetup for everything. There's, there's, um, um, uh, black women in IT. There's, um, you know, scientists turn IT. There's all different types of groups. There's Asians. There's all different types of things, wow. right? Wow. So like, but like these meetups have these people that are passionate about mm-hmm. the field and they want to teach you. Mm-hmm. And they're also like, there's also people who are passionate in these fields who are working on projects that, that you can be a part of and you can take those projects and add them to your resume, which mm-hmm. then makes you stand out to these employers. And therefore, for people who who don't have degrees, like doing things like this, like mm-hmm. helps you be able to network with people. And there's people at these meetups who are who are hiring managers, and they're looking for new people. Wow, that's good. They're looking for for people who 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 need work or who are being underpaid. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like meetups are are that hidden hidden gem, mm-hmm. and IT and probably in other fields too that help you network. They help you get experience. They help you um, build your confidence mm-hmm. and they help you even like uh, prep for interviews wow. because you can ask questions. Wow. And so that's amazing. That's good. I, I had completely forgotten about meetups. So that is like a gym right there. And after this, I'm going to be looking at some meetups so that <laughs> for, for my, right you know, the, the crazy thing is like, um, like, uh, Pre-COVID, it was you had to be very strategic, mm-hmm. you know, because you had to go to these places. But but now that they're, uh, it's um, it's during the pandemic. It's at, most of them are virtual, mm-hmm. but it's even easier to uh, to go to two or three a week right. instead of just trying to trying to make it to one after work right. with you know daily traffic, you know. So that um, yeah, I, like even though I'm in the field and I'm currently making great money, like I'm still I'm still a student to the game mm-hmm. of 
development. I'm still a student to the game of project management, scrum mm-hmm. master, and, and even forex. Any of these things that I'm into, like I think it's important to just be a student. Wow. Always be a student. Wow, that's good. That's good. Um, and then I know that you you talked about like having faith in and listening to God throughout this journey and, and saying specifically to God, you know, I saw this man or this woman on YouTube. I think I want to go this route. Can you talk a little bit about stepping out of your comfort zone and what that looks like and, and kind of some feelings that were going through your, your mind at that moment? Man, um, just thinking about it makes me laugh because it's, <laughs> it was so hard, you know, mm-hmm. like, like, think about it, like, um, you know, I, I majored in chemistry, I got into a PharmD program, and I'm telling people, yeah, I'm leaving. Wow. Um, you know, and, and me saying I'm leaving with no real plan, mm-hmm. and when they ask me how I'm doing in the summer, I'm working a $14 hour job overnight. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 there were so many doubters, like, are you sure you want to do this? This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, all this hard work for nothing. And I think that's the journey that, that like, that, that ultimately it was hard, but it gave me peace because like, I didn't just leave because I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I left after asking God and praying like, God, if you can just give me some type of sign or, or, or this like peace that surpasses all understanding that I'm supposed to leave, I will hold on to that. Mm -hmm. The more I pray, the more peace I got about saying out of my mouth, like I'm going to be a developer, Mm -hmm. you know, or. I'm going into IT, not even that narrow, just I'm going into IT. Mm-hmm. Like I, I started feeling better. Like, I started learning more. I started crazily, like I started getting passionate about it. Right. So like, it, it didn't matter. Like my parents were not on board. My friends <laughs> were not on board. I had one friend that was like, that's awesome. Let's do it together. Wow. Other than that. So like my biggest thing is I'm a firm believer that like when it comes to God, he's not going to leave you by yourself. Mm. Mm, um, that's a word. <laughs> and I think, I think of like one of the great things um, that I had was that meetups mm-hmm. and then having all you need is one person who will rock with you who will on those days were like I'm giving up or like no you're not like yes. you know and then like, also like also when well, I'm telling God I don't know if I can do this and he's like but why mm-hmm. I'm you know like I'm right here I'm with you I've given you so many opportunities to learn that's free mostly about the pay mm-hmm. like like I've, I've um and it was crazy because as I started this journey um, like as people were checking in on me, like I found out more of my friends that I hadn't talked to since high school were doing the same thing. Wow. And so, and like um, I had these two these two guys from high school who had quit medical school a year before me. Wow. And they had already started a journey. They got their first job, so I could ask them questions. Mm-hmm. And, and next thing you know, I built community. So I really feel like like having a having a community that will support you mm-hmm. and, and speak that life into you that you need mm-hmm. is clutch. Wow. You know. So yeah. That's and God would. Yeah. The God will bring that if you ask him for it. Yeah. So. And then you're intentional, you know, you, you not only ask God for it, but you're intentional about attending meetups, you know, speaking to people, asking questions, putting yourself out there. That that's oh, so good. So good. <laughs> so you touched on this a little bit and I really want to get on this because I feel like a lot of people have been seeing forex around and are probably thinking a lot about you talking about this so i want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your forex journey because now you know things are changing a lot so can you just first of all tell us what is forex um so in a nutshell like forex is basically like the the trading and exchanging of foreign currencies Mm -hmm. so like you know 
like euro versus like the Canadian dollar, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, like basically the major difference between like the Forex market and the stock market is that like, you know, like if, if you have $200 in the stock market for, I mean, like for Apple and it drops, well, you know, you, you lose money. Mm-hmm. But, or, um, but in the Forex market, you can actually make money as the market goes down and as it goes up. Mm-hmm. So, so as the market is high, um, you would sell high so you could, you can make money on the drop of the sell mm-hmm. or, um, you know, like as the market's going up, you can buy and make money that way mm-hmm. as well. Gotcha. The foreign exchange market is a very real thing, right? So oh, yeah. why does Forex, <laughs> so like, why does Forex get such a bad rep, rap? Um, honestly, it's just like, it's just like anything else that, that like in life, it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, you have a couple bad apples mm-hmm. that just try to spoil it for, you know, like, like for everyone else, um, like, um, like a short, uh, explanation would be, um, like, like one of the major differences between the stock market and Forex is that like, like with the stock market, you can't really do like a, like a, like a trial or, or like a, a demo account. Mm-hmm. You got to put your real money in and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But with the Forex market, like, like you have your real account, of course, with your real money, but, but most people suggest that you start with the fake demo account. Mm-hmm. And there's people, um, who will, who will use that demo account. Mm-hmm. And with a demo account, you can, um, you can, um, um, adjust how much money you have in there. So you could put like $100,000 in there, you know, and therefore the, the more money you have, the, the more you can make. Mm-hmm. And so there's people that will go on Instagram or go on YouTube and take sh- screenshots of these demo accounts mm-hmm. as if they're making all this money. Mm-hmm. And then they're reaching out to people in like, in, um, in, in their Instagram DM saying, Hey, like, I'm um, like, you know, um, Hey, Hey Candace, mm-hmm. like, you, you need to hustle. If so, um, um, I can help you make $5,000 a day. If you just, um, if, if you just start with me, mm-hmm. I'll train you. Mm-hmm. And then people are giving their money, especially during the pandemic, because they're, they're desperate. They need to eat. They need these different things. Mm-hmm. And then these people are taking their money mm-hmm. and they're going, oh, they're blocking you. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, if these people are, they're taking screenshots of not real accounts mm-hmm. and they're, and they're like, and they're false promoting mm-hmm. or they're, um, um, or the same people are, are, are advertising signals, you know, like they can tell you when to buy, mm-hmm. when to sell and kind of help people out and charging this thing. And then all of a sudden, like Candace, if you were to buy that, it's like, wait, I'm losing money. What do you mean? Yes. Gotcha. It, it, it's that aspect. Yeah. So can you talk about, so if someone is looking into getting into Forex, how do you avoid getting scammed? And also what, like, what are you doing? So there's like, well, I'll go into more about that, but like, how do you avoid getting scammed? Um, I would just say, honestly, like, like do your research again. You, you guys know what I'm going to say yeah. YouTube, YouTube and Instagram. Like, like, um, like the way I found out about Forex was actually on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. I, I had this, um, this basketball, this basketball teammate I played in middle school, high school and college with, mm-hmm. and she's like a, um, a Nike and, Adidas ambassador mm-hmm. and she you know like like was getting paid to promote forex mm-hmm. but I dm'd her I said hey like like is this something that you're promoting or do you actually do it mm-hmm. and she's like oh I like I trade as well like I'm promoting it but I also trade mm-hmm. and so like dming people asking questions but also following mm-hmm. you know and like um like like just like just whether it's google whether it's um whether it's uh youtube just anything that that you can do to like ask the right questions mm-hmm. um 
is the best way. And instead of trying to take a shortcut, I would find a, like like something like IML, which is iMarkets Live, which is a really big um, organization that has scammers in there, mm-hmm. but the organization is <laughs> a scam. Gotcha. Right? And so finding something that will teach you how to trade. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to take signals, you can be able to have enough foundational knowledge to where you can know what's a scam and what's not. Mm-hmm. It's something that I think is good for anything, you know, like actually not trying to get the, not trying to get the get rich quick scheme mm-hmm. mindset, but trying to learn. Gotcha. That's good. Can you talk a little bit more about learning the skill of trading, how you learned and kind of the amount of time that goes into actually learning and then seeing, you know, your account start to grow? Um, well, I mean, like as far as learning, like, um, like ultimately like the stock market and Forex, um, they, they use like, a, like a similar chart mm-hmm. called a trading view. Mm-hmm. And you're basically lo- looking at the market going up and down, but there's different trends that you see, mm-hmm. you know, like, like as you're learning, like you'll start to see like the market makes, um, makes shapes like M mm-hmm. or a W. And so like after you see half of the W, mm-hmm. you know, you realize, okay, it's, it's going to go back up mm-hmm. to get that, that last line of the w so i'm gonna i'm gonna go for that bias just just like um like being a part of some type of mentorship um you know type of thing that will kind of teach you and show you on the screen what it like what to look out for Mm -hmm. um you know and like also teaching you how to not over leverage or 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 i guess over risk Mm -hmm. um you like your money and things like that um so like it's just more of understanding how to trade and understanding um, you know, like your goal is not to make a thousand dollars a day if you don't have the capital for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a part of scamming, right? Mm-hmm. Most people will say, Hey, if you do Forex, uh, you can make $2,000 a day. Mm-hmm. Yes. But they don't say how much you have to have in your account to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, like, like a, like a, a, a pretty basic concept in Forex is that your goal is to make 10% of your account, uh, per trading day. Mm-hmm. So if you only have $100 in your account, well, your goal is to make $10, you know, mm-hmm. that day, not the, not $1,000 that day, you know? Right. So it just depends on how much money you have. And, and uh, one thing I will say that I've learned, I wish I understood um, earlier, mm-hmm. that Forex is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Mm-hmm. It's a long-term game. Mm-hmm. But if you if you remind yourself that even if I make – 10% of my account a day and I don't have a hundred dollars to start with. Mm-hmm. It's still more money than anyone can make if they had that same $100 in their savings account mm-hmm. waiting for the bank, you know, to give them that little five cents that they're putting in there. Right. A month. Right. So, you know, what I can make in my trading account, making, making 10% of that mm-hmm. for 30 days is more money than you'll make, you know, from your savings account um um in a whole year right yeah that's good off that you're right you're right and so who should get into forex and what type of person should not get into forex and you touched on this a little bit um yeah i think i think the best answer for that would be um would, would be if you have a certain amount of money that you're willing to lose Mm you should do forex and you are willing to put in like like at least a at least a certain amount of time per week for at least like you know like for at least a month or two so like for instance if i say i'm going to do 5 hours a week mm-hmm. of forex 
you know, like learning, investing in, in, into myself and into that, that goal of financial freedom. If I'm willing to do that for five hours a week mm-hmm. for, for like two to three months, I would say you can do it. Mm-hmm. Because of that option of having that, that um, demo account, you don't even have to use your real money. You could just, you know, like mm-hmm. practice that demo account and get your confidence up so that then when you do trade over to your real account, um, like, like you'll have that confidence and your chances of losing money is going to be a lot less because you know what you're doing. Gotcha. And then that kind of goes into what, what advice would you have for someone who wants to just get started? Like the first thing that they, they just learned about Forex, either through this, they did some research. Now they really do want to get started in learning this skill. Um, I would say if you have the money um, to pay for like for a subscription, mm-hmm. I would definitely suggest that you that you do um, through the the um, IML iMarkets Live Academy. But the top trader um, in that academy is called the Forex Chick, mm-hmm. and there's a Forex Chick mentorship. Shout out to them! Yay! Like if anyone is interested, like um, you can definitely um, either ask me um, on my Instagram, which is um, at Brandy eleven twenty one, or you can just reach out to, to them, mm-hmm. and they will help you because they are like the very good community based. But, you know, it does cost like $160 a month. Mm -hmm. But uh, although that sounds crazy, with Forex, if you do it right, Mm -hmm. and you can make that money back in the first week of the month, and Mm -hmm. you can, you know, keep going. So it's it's paying for itself. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the money to do that, and you want to still start, like there's there's, um, a a couple of free trading teaching uh, programs on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Again, you guys, you know, I love YouTube. (laughs) YouTube Academy. YouTube Academy. Like there's a guy called... um, his uh, handle is um, Wits Don't Lie, mm-hmm. and they do live trading with commentary and teaching mm-hmm. um, like every morning at like it's, I think it's between six a.m. and eight a.m. Mm-hmm. something like that. And then they also have like another one after in like the evening from like five or six p.m. to like eight. Mm-hmm. So like it's all free. You can just log on and kind of watch them, and, and they'll tell you when to buy, when to sell, and they like show their charts. They're having commentary. There's people in the chat. So there's mm-hmm. free options you can do. And then there's more like paid structure. Like, like you can make money and learn faster mm-hmm. with IML, but you can still learn. So there's different things you can do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, it gets a bad rap, like you said, because of the bad apples that are in the bunch, but you have to do your research. You have to figure out what's the best option for you, whomever is listening, and mm-hmm. you know, move forward in that way. Continue to our, our pastor always says, continue to gather data. Uh, he Absolutely. talks about that in regards to dating, but I feel like it applies in every aspect of life. But continue to gather data and just don't let the decision be your final decision, but continue to you know discern as you're going throughout the process. Yeah. Um, the last thing I do want to say about it is that ultimately, like, again, like, even with Forex, like I think anyone that would want to get into it would definitely ask questions. Like, let you kind of research and follow, mm-hmm. like ask them like questions because there's people who like the, the scammers come along when there's people that, that are trying to build the business of IML because iMarkets Live is um, after you sign up two people, mm-hmm. um, that makes your membership free. Mm-hmm. There's people that are trying to build that. And then if they sign up four people, they start making money every week, mm-hmm. but they end up trying to sell forex and those people have never traded mm. so like for me, i would say ask ask people like hey so like so since you've been doing this has it been profitable for you how much do you make like for me i didn't want to build the business mm-hmm. right i started my account i was trading in my demo account for four months mm-hmm. no real money mm-hmm. i started with five hundred dollars mm-hmm. five hundred dollars in my account and at my six month mark of trading with my real account i had made at least 
25 to $30,000. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's, like, it's possible, yeah. you know? So, so for me, I'm advocating for something that I have actually done. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm giving nuggets of things I've actually done. I've seen the money. I started off $500 and that's the rest of that money was, was that me following that trading plan of, of just make, just aim for 10% mm-hmm. a day. There's days I made 40%, but there's, I only aimed on the risk 10%. Gotcha. Just being consistent and, and not, taking people's word for like ask them for screenshots of their of their real account mm-hmm. you know hey i'm signing up with you but before i sign up you know and, and pay you my money mm-hmm. how much have you made mm-hmm. you know so i think that's really good that's good that's good do your research and um you know and and be diligent too i feel i feel like in everything that you've done when you talked about pharmacy school working as a developer and forex it was like do your research be diligent in what it is that you're doing. And then the results came as a result of you being diligent, being consistent. So that is like, that is amazing (laughs) for anyone who's listening. And you have such, such a great story. Um, But before we get into the two questions that I always ask everyone on the show, did you have any like closing or final thoughts that you wanted to give in regards to your journey? Um, I think I said everything, but I I will say like, honestly, if you just partner with God and do the work Mm. and, you know, um, you know, I, (laughs) there's just been so many odds against me throughout my life. For me, I'm a brain tumor survivor. They told me I wouldn't live. Mm. I'm still living, I'm still being like, there's so many things that the world tries to portray is not possible. Mm. Only some people can do this. But like, like, I'm a firm believer to where if you partner with God Mm. and you're willing to do the work, he will meet you. Mm. Um, And that's, that's just, you know, for me, just my, my, my mindset and, and ultimately like how I've just walked and lived my life. Wow. That's awesome. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. Just partner with God and do the work. Wow. That's good. That's good. So uh, my last two questions are, uh, what is the best financial advice that you never received? I would say the same way that you need community for church, the same way that you need community and and networking to, to get a job you need community in order to stay committed and stay healthy with your, with your financial like literacy. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe like you should keep your finances a secret. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should tell everyone, mm-hmm. but I think you should find like, you know, a trusted friend or two or three, mm-hmm. you know, and be open each week, you know, yeah. what your goals are. And if you're following them, cause it's, you know, it's easy to have those excuses that makes sense to you as why you're not doing something. And when you say to someone else, they're like, but what does that have to do with your financial plan? Yes. I think having those, having those financial accountability partners who can check you mm-hmm. is what helped me get to like, you know, where I am now. Wow. That's good. That's good. Accountability, accountability. And you even mm-hmm. had it in your work as a developer, you know, through yeah. some of your friends and even in Forex, building a community there. Um, wow. So that is awesome. And then what's next for you? I know a lot of people don't like to share what they're doing next, so that's okay. Um, but like in what you want to share, what what's next for you? So for me, um, you know, I just bought a house. Yeah. Um, 
as of when? September 15th. So, you know, I'm trying, I'm what's, what's short term, what's next is I'm trying to recover. Right? <laughs> but sure. um, what's, what's next for me um, is that my goal is to get my 4X um, um, income or I guess, yeah, my goal um, is to make my current six-figure um, uh, a paycheck mm-hmm. every week in Forex. Mm, that's good. And, um, you know, and be able to maintain that for, for, for up to six months. Mm-hmm. So, so that way, at that point, I have a choice mm-hmm. if I want to stay in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then if I can maintain that or, or of course, increase that for a year, mm-hmm. um, um, I'll be able to walk away from corporate America. Yay! <laughs> That's going to be awesome. And I know that you're going to hit that goal. Put that six month mark on the, on the, the, the door, on the like, board, on the board like you did that 45,000 and considering all that you've done in just a short amount of time, I know that it's, it's, it's to the, to the moon and back for you. So you can do it. You can do it. Thanks. May, 2021. Let's go. Yay. Hey. <laughs> We're going to check back in on May 2021 and be like, you know, we had Brandy on on the first season of Thanks and Commentary and now look at what she's doing. And she's she actually doubled what she made in a week with her corporate America salary. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Brandy. I have really enjoyed our conversation today and I think our audience is going to enjoy it as well. You have such an amazing story and you are so, and I hate using the word resilient, but you're so like hardworking and, and just, you've really done the thing. Do you hear me? So I'm so proud of you and thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Like I, I definitely, I definitely don't take it lightly that you asked me. You could have asked anybody. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here, you know, and ultimately I really hope that, you know, I can be able to help someone because ultimately I, I didn't get here without, you know, someone pouring in and, and being able to sew into me as well. Yo, that was so good. I love Brandy's story. I'm so inspired, first of all. Second of all, I'm so full because Brandy went over so many things during this episode. I'm going to have to listen back to it multiple times. I had like 15, 20 tips I wanted to share with y'all, but I narrowed it down to 10. I narrowed it down to 10. So let's get into it. So the first one is you can't spend money twice. The second one is to remember where you came from and understand that we aren't the source. Ultimately, God is the source. The third is to understand the balance between giving and taking care of your responsibilities or your necessities. The fourth is if you don't like where you are, research a new plan for yourself and do the work. The fifth is YouTube and social media. They your friends um, when you're learning a new skill or you're switching careers. The sixth is to try to figure out uh, a way to get paid while you're learning. The seventh is to use keywords to adjust words on your resume that will allow it to stand out when you're applying to a new job. The eighth is to make paying off loans or any type of debt a game or a competition with yourself and to also look at your debt and bank accounts every single day. The ninth is to take advantage of virtual meetups, especially during this time. You really have access to a lot of meetups at once. 
And then the tenth and final tip is to always be a student in your field. This will allow you to ask questions, do necessary research, and really become a beast. And it is that what you're doing. So this wraps up our episode today. Remember, here at Banks and Commentary, we're saving, investing, paying off debt, and living our best lives. All right, have a good rest of y'all week, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.